Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Amen, amen. The brain just started stirring, and I said, wow, I can see why we live as, as individuals in attention of talking to God more so saying, God, can I get this? God, can this happen? God, can this happen? Instead of having a conversation, uh, because most of your experiences in church is the church petitioning to God, right? So, you know, uh, you, 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 every prayer that you really hear is more saying, hey, Lord, can you do this? Lord, can you protect this? Lord, watch over this, you know? And, and, and there's no, uh, you know, so that creates a framework. And now how we approach God as a, a new believer, right? So I see this. I, I understand that, we, you know, and we don't really go to the Lord's Prayer and break that down and see what that really says. Uh, often enough in the church, and I say, wow, this is amazing well, how this starts. The result of the fall. Yes. Poverty is the norm. Yes. Wealth is what we strive for. Mm-hmm. And I say wealth, I'm not talking about just money, but wealth of mind, health, relationships, prosperity, and those things. So poverty is the norm. So we're always praying out of that norm, mm. you know? Yep. So we're always asking for protection, <laughs> safety, <laughs> you know, uh, divine favor yes. and all that. Yeah, and that takes us right into prayer because yep. remember, in the garden, Adam and Eve had everything they needed. Underline needed. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Adam yeah. and Eve, Eve had everything they needed, and things still went wrong. Why? Because they also had desires and a free will that they now had to manage. Yes. And it's not about having everything you need, because even in that state of having every need met, those things went things still went wrong. There were still mm-hmm. problems. So the problems is our desires, our choices. Uh, and that's important because prayer can be going to God, you know, give me this, give me that. Mm-hmm. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. And, and, and the idea, and, and that's because we feel the sense of deficiency. We feel the sense of loss. So no matter how, many, how much we get, we still want more. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're never satisfied. So we are overwhelmed by this. And we say, if I just have that, yes. if I just have yes. this, and we imagine that that will satisfy us completely. Yep. It's true of things, it's true of people. And, and that's, a, that, that's an expression of our brokenness, you know, where we can, you know, because when you think about it, that same uh, desire that, you know, I want more tends to be a driving point, right? So that, that's a, on, on, a, on a one, one side is positive, like right? mm-hmm. it helps push me so I won't be settled, I won't get complacent, right? right? right. Complacency sits in the comfortability, right? And so if I have that drive, it's, it's easier and for me to step out of that comfortability. But then I, on the other extreme, you know, never enough, then you, know, you, you, you go to fault to quench that desire and that drive. And, and the devil understands our fallen human condition. Mm-hmm. And this sense of loss or not enough, sense of deficiency, sense of poverty, because poverty, as I said, is the norm. So he'll try to give us things to make us think mm-hmm. it will satisfy us, even if those things are wrong, even if those things are destructive, because, you know, there's this hostility between Satan mm-hmm. and those who allied with him, those angelic beings who allied with him and humans who allied with him, you know. But there's this hostility between them and, and humanity that God, you know, originally praised, placed. So, you know, look, and there's nothing wrong uh, with having, I'm looking at text we're going to go into, there's nothing wrong with having. Uh, the Bible is filled with promises of abundance, uh, you know, through God's favor and, and practicing the laws that, that govern wealth and health and prosperity, etc., you know, but prayer is more than just getting what you want from God. Mm-hmm. And too often when, you know, teach us how to pray, yes. people want to know how to pray. So they, they want to know, how do I get what I want from yep. God? <laughs> and that to them is prayer. But no, Jesus said men ought to always pray. So mm-hmm. prayer is more than just getting what you want. 
It is fellowshipping with God. There are all kinds of prayer, prayer of supplication, intercession, you know, petition from, the, from a place of need. But then there's a prayer of thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. There's a, a prayer of praise, the prayer of worship and adoration of God, just appreciating who he is mm-hmm. and what he's done. And I will tell you, I pray more of those prayers yes. than I do the prayers of petition, not because I have all that I want and need. <laughs> no, it's just, it just comes out of me spontaneously, you know, because I'm filled with awe of God and love of God. Yeah, I, I find myself leaning more towards, you know, I, I tend to always thank God, you know, just, just thanking him, right? So, so I, I'm, I'm just very grateful, you know, where even, even sitting on the stage now that he saw fit for me to even be, represent him at this level, you know, and I, I, that's where I lean. And I think where, that's where we have to check our motivation, right? Because our motivation dictates our prayer, mm. right? Yeah. Say it again. Our Come motivation. Say what you said. Dictates to the our prayer. Our motivation <laughs> dictates. So if I'm motivated to always go to God only when I'm in I'm need, need, I'm yeah. in crisis, that'll dictate my prayer life. And you can see that when people pray, right? On a human level. Yes. If the relationship was only about what I can give you, mm-hmm. all right, then you lust me. You don't yep. love me. Yep. Because you're only in it for your benefit, for what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. And, and you know, and look, answered prayer is not for your consumption. Mm, you know, you got to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Answered prayer is not for your consumption. And we live in a consumer society, yep. right? It is to build your trust in God. That's what answered prayer is all answered about. Answered prayer is for you to build your trust. Trust in God, God and to make you an instrument of his grace. Yes. Got Ooh. it? Answered yeah. prayer is not for your consumption, yes. to consume things. Mm-hmm. All right? But it's to build your trust in God and make you an instrument of his grace. Mm-hmm. God wants to use you. Yes. So he favors you and he blesses you and he interacts with you. Why? Because there are people who are in need. And he wants to witness himself through you, mm-hmm. making us witnesses. Yep. So that's and really, really important. That's what I tell people. I say there's two things. God wants to use you, and God wants to show you off. Ah, yeah. You know? That's and, good. And, and we, we, you get in trouble for that, though. I, God shows you off. Yeah, I know. I know. But, Book but of Job. Thank God for, no. <laughs> see, I look at that as the, 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 the Old Testament, you know, a show off compared to the New Testament with the blood of the cross, you know, and the, the, the connection of the Holy Spirit within me personally. I, I got, you know, I'm praying for some protection. <laughs> but, you know, going back to the idea of consumerism, mm-hmm. we live in a consumer society. Yes. That's what drives the world in which we live. So we've changed. We've changed, uh, we've altered our, our, our relationship with the church, and the church has altered his, its relationship with the believer in society by coming consumer. Mm-hmm. So we choose a church by the list of all the things that it mm-hmm. provides for us. Let me, let me just see, you know, okay, they got children's ministry, they got this, they got this, they got that. So it's consumer driven. Mm-hmm. So we take God as a menu. Yep. You know, and remember, our value as human beings doesn't come from what we consume. It comes from what we contribute. Mm. Our value as human beings doesn't come from what we consume. So all of your cars and and furs and and, and, and jewelry and and, and houses and et cetera, et cetera, God bless you for them. But that's, that's not what brings value. That's not what gives you your value as a human person. Mm -hmm. No, your value comes from what you contribute. And we feel good when we give. Yes. There's just yep. something about yes. giving, helping, you know, that that affects us. And even criminals <laughs> yeah. experience the same mm-hmm. giving because it's universal. It's something that God has placed within us because we were born of love originally. Mm-hmm. All right? And when we're born again, we're born of love. Yes. Right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten mm-hmm. son. Where believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When you believe that, you become born again. You experience a spiritual rebirth. So loving is about giving, not taking. Lust is about taking. And that's why you've got to know who loves you and who lusts you. <laughs> you better discern that mm-hmm. carefully. So relationships grow because of love and because of giving and exchanging. And, and, and you're spending time trying to outgive each other. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, that's one of the things that I appreciate about Pastor Adam in my life, you know, because 
you know, two pastors, most relationships were built on, let me speak at your church. No, and I'll speak at your church. And, you know, me, a big guy, I like food. So he's like, no, let's, Adam, let's, let's sit down at the restaurant. That's Adam Durson. Yes, yeah. that's Adam Durson. Let's sit at the restaurant. Let's build this relationship. Like, really have an authentic relationship. And the first thing you know, we do is, okay, who's going to pay for the bill? So we, we're sneaking there and early and say, no, you know, here, here's the card now. Uh, I, I don't want him to pay for the bill and stuff like that because it's just appreciation saying that you spent your time to come out to hang out with me. Yeah. I value time. That's one of the things you make sure I looked at as value time you know and that's that's you know so it becomes more competitive and say who can i'll give each other when when you're steeped in that love can you imagine if the world was like that Mm -hmm. where instead of just being taking takers all the time we would want to be givers all the time we would strive to be better and do better Mm -hmm. to be successful so that we can give one of the things about money money is is good in the sense that it, it does two things it gives you options, mm-hmm. number one, and it empowers you to help others. Mm. And life is about having as many options yep. as you can. In fact, I'm working on a book called Options. Nice. And we'll talk more about that. But, uh, you know, if you understand that, then God can entrust you with it. Mm-hmm. But if you can't be trusted with it, yep. who's going to give it? People are not going to give it to you. The banks are not going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because yep. when you go for a loan, what, what are you expressing? You're expressing that you can be trusted, mm-hmm. especially to pay it back. <laughs> so, uh, so our value, I'm going to say this again because I wrote it down. Our value as human beings does not come from what we consume, all the things we buy, all the things we possess, all the things we have. It comes from what we contribute. That's what gives us value as human beings. The scripture says, well done, good and faithful servant. What did you do? Mm-hmm. You know, not what did you get, yeah. but what did you do? And the world is about amassing things, you know, and no matter how much you get. That's why you have people who are very wealthy, who are empty, who just dissatisfied. I talk to people who have a lot of money and they're not happy. And then when I talk to them about contributing and all of a sudden, a whole new world opens up to them and they come alive to love. Yeah, it's like when I used to do celebrity security, you know, and I was around a lot of celebrities, you know, from big names like Mariah Carey to, you know, uh, entry level names. And you could see the brokenness within them. You know, all the money they had, you know, I'm thinking if I would have had that money, I, you know, how happy I would be, but I understand that it wasn't tied to, you know, the, the consumerism, but more so the giving. and. Uh, Mariah Carey was one of the individuals. She started a philanthropy aspect, and it changed her demeanor and disposition, mm. especially after the divorce with Tyra Matola. It was a big, you know. So, when, a, so a when you were working security for mm-hmm. her, you were able to see that, yes. that kind of change. Yep. Yeah. See, he was working security for her, not me. What's up with? <laughs> anyway, so when we talk about miracles, yes. All right, yes. and I want to introduce this because we went into a text last week. Uh, with the man's son that he wanted to be healed. I want to look at another text to open the scripture, right? So a miracle, miracles are, are, are signs, all right? And what is a sign for? A sign is to point you to something, right? It's to bring your attention to something. So, so miracles are signs. And like all signs, they are never about themselves. They're about whatever they are pointing to. Mm-hmm. So when we pray for a miracle, all right, God's divine interventions, all right, remember that whenever a miracle takes place, and, and it's not that God is violating the laws of nature. He can suspend them. Mm-hmm. So if you're sick, right, and you pray for healing, all right, God doesn't come in and violate the, process, the natural process of death through disease, he suspends that process so it can't take place anymore. Mm, yes. <laughs> you understand? Yes. So essentially he heals by suspending the, suspending the process of that disease. Because if that disease is allowed to continue, it will end in death. It will consume you. Yep. So he sp- suspends it, right? He doesn't violate it. Even when he, the, the miracle of the loaves and fish, right? He didn't violate natural laws, all right? <laughs> he accelerated it. Because essentially, all of those things reproduce in some way. He accelerated that. So anyway, I, I don't get into you, that conversation. You started trouble. You I know, I know. Trouble I, I, because 
then you know you're looking at the where was the reproduction process within that you know I, well <laughs> they're made up of they're made up of cells right I know I know I, I'll leave that there yes all right but miracles are to point it they're just not to bail you out okay because too often a miracle you can get a bailout and if you don't change who you are what you do how you think mm-hmm. the choices you make. You'll be right back into that same situation and needing another bailout. We, yep. we, get, we have to deal with government bailouts, yes. corporations yes. That, that mismanage mm-hmm. and then want the government to bail them out and, and the workers suffer. But we'll get into that <laughs> another time, okay? But the point of miracles is to point you to God. So when you're praying for a miracle, God's divine intervention, all right, God uses it to point you to some things about yourself, but also to him, him as your supply. Another thing, all right? Miracles point us beyond our world to another world. In other words, it raises our level of consciousness. Remember, prayer elevates the mind, the heart, the will. It raises our level of consciousness that there are other things at work. Yes. Besides what we see, what we see with our eyes. All right. So miracles become clues that that the kingdom or dominion of God is not in our imagination, mm-hmm. but present with us. Yes. I'm going to say that again. That's yes. very very important. Yes. All right. Because we say that God is present. He's here. All right. His, his ability. He's going to provide all of my needs according to His riches and glory. All right. So he, he's 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 intervening in human experience. All right? So miracles are, again, it it, it gives us an awareness that the kingdom of God is functioning. It's operating. Even though we don't see it, it is right here. God is present. It is not in our imaginations. It's it's, it's actually present. Mm -hmm. There's a wonderful passage in Matthew chapter 12, verse 28, where, where Jesus is casting out demons. And he says, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, then surely the kingdom of God has come to you. Yes. In other words, another realm of existence that is much more powerful, all right, and superior to this realm has now come into this realm and activated and manifesting itself. Mm. That's real. When we talk about multiverse, and, yes. I get getting goosebumps every, every, every Sunday. <laughs> All right, do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's when Jesus said to his disciples, he said, go and heal mm-hmm. and, and tell them. When you heal them, tell them the that the kingdom of yeah. God, the power of God, the presence of God, the reality of God, miracles make the presence of God's kingdom a reality. Yes. The Holy Spirit, which we can't see, makes the presence of God's kingdom right here, right now, real to us, makes it a reality. Um, Let's go to a text. I I, I get excited about this. Let's go to a text. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17, verse 24. Matthew 17, 24. All right. Now, are you are you getting lit up by the the chat? What's the yes. story? <laughs> yeah, are you seeing me? More? <laughs> yeah, I see you work because I know you're listening, and we're trying to keep in touch with you all in the chat room. Yes, yes. Chit chatting <laughs> while I'm talking here. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, they, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. They, they somebody just you know said fire. You know? <laughs> uh, okay, we boom, boom. No, no, bam, just boom. So let's go to a text. Let's go to, right. and this is in the context of prayer because prayer is communicating with God. Mm-hmm. All right. It's going to the throne of grace. And that's important because the throne is God's power. It's it's God's authority, Mm -hmm. right? But it is a throne not of condemnation or judgment. It's a throne of grace. So we go there for God's favor. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, ultimately, remember I said in the beginning of this conversation, Adam and Eve had everything they needed Mm -hmm. and it wasn't enough. Things still went wrong. So don't think that having all of that you need and want, rather, you're going to be fine. Yes. No, not yep. true. So back to this thing of miracles and prayer, all right? Let's go to Matthew 17, 24, and I'm reading from the New International Version, 1984 edition. Verse 24, after Jesus and his disciples arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma 
tax, all right, this is the temple tax, came to Peter and asked, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? The temple tax was required by all males over the age of 21, and it would be paid once a year. There is debate about the, the, the drachma and the value of it. Essentially, it was two days' wages. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't cheap. Yeah. It was expensive. And in, in, in those days, 35 cents was a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> All right? All right. So, so this would, is what would happen annually. And this is important because some translations present this text in a way that they're thinking about Rome. This is not... A, a tax to Rome. Mm-hmm. This has to do with the temple. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a tax for the upkeep of the temple. Mm-hmm. That's the context of it, right? And it's also an attack on Jesus. So he is the subject here, not Peter, not the mm-hmm. disciple, Jesus. This is pointed towards him, and they're trying to trap him, all right? Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Which means if he doesn't, then he's, he's disrespectful of God. Mm-hmm. All right, because he doesn't support the temple and the work of the temple, yet he claims to be the Messiah. So verse 25, yes, he does, he replied. So Peter, Peter was trying to cover for him. He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. He was telling me he's covering for him. Absolutely. Of course he does. You know, yes, he does, uh, he replied. When Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. And look what Jesus says to him. What do you think, Simon, he asked, from whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes? Now, the language here is kings of the earth. So Mm -hmm. it's talking about the king, those in power, Mm -hmm. right? From who do they collect duty and taxes? From their own sons or from others? In some translations, it says from uh, their citizens or foreigners. Mm-hmm. And that can throw you off because the original language really speaks to the context and it is beautifully expressed here in the NIV. All right? And it's specifically saying from their sons or from others. In other words, does a king collect taxes from his own family, yeah. from the royal family? Mm-hmm. Or does he collect it from the citizens under his rule, and foreigners mm-hmm. under his rule. Yes. And of course, the answer is he collects from his citizens and foreigners. But his sons, his family, the royal family, they don't have to pay taxes. Oh. <laughs> Got it? Yes. All right. So Peter answers very beautifully, verse 26, from others, Peter answered. And Jesus responds, then the sons are exempt. All right? Jesus said to him, verse 27, but so that we may not offend them, who, the religious leaders, mm-hmm. go to the lake and throw out your line. Take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you will find a four drachma coin, because there's two apiece mm-hmm. that had to be paid. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Now, there's some things going on here, all right? backing up to the whole issue of do the sons pay, uh, uh, you know, do, do the children uh, of the king pay, or do the citizens and foreigners pay? And the, the answer is correct here. You know, Peter says, well, no, the, the foreigners, the, you know, the citizens, those are under the, the rule. So, but Jesus says, so we don't offend them, all right? Which means he's submitting to something that is really not required of him. Yeah. But the hymn is not generally speaking, because in the beginning of this chapter 17, it opens on the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the Mount of Transfiguration. And there, they experience Jesus's glory, his royal authority and power. They see him in a cloud talking to Elijah the prophet Mm -hmm. and to Moses the lawgiver. They're blown away by this. And it was only three disciples with him. And, you know, of course, Peter gets excited and say, oh, this is good for us to be here. Let's build an altar to each one because this was divine. This was, and then the voice comes. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. So that is the context of this narrative here 
that leads to the issue of tax. So when Jesus is saying, all right, do the, uh, does the king's son specifically pay taxes? Uh, or does the citizens and, and the foreigners? Jesus was talking about himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was essentially saying, God is the king. I'm the son, all right? I don't have to pay tax. Yes. <laughs> I, I, this is, I'm not subject mm-hmm. to this. Yep. Got it? So he was expressing his royal authority there to, to Peter. Remember what he said he, when he got upset and went in and overthrew the uh, table of money changers? He said, my father's house, yep, shall, not be a house shall be called a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. Mm-hmm. So that's his father's house, which means he is part of the royal family. He is the son. (laughs) But even though he has that position of power, all right, he's still willing to build bridges of relationship by submitting to the process. So now what does he do? He tells Peter, go down (laughs) to the lake and throw out your line, not your net, Mm -hmm. your line. And the first fish that comes up, all right, you will find the coin in its mouth, take it, and pay both of our taxes. There's some stuff going on here. Yeah. Number one, coming out of that, this is my beloved son, and coming out of the temple tax, because Jesus used everything as a teachable moment. He is now demonstrating, exercising his deity. Mm-hmm. All right, number one, he has to have the foreknowledge necessary to say what's going to happen yep. when Peter gets to that lake. He has to have the divine authority to command a specific fish to take into its mouth the right coins, because, yeah, there were coins that were at the bottom that people lost. But to find those coins, the right coin, right? Mm-hmm. Rather those coins, to find the right coin, put it into his mouth. Fish don't eat coin. Nope. <laughs> Why would a fish take up a coin? But... A specific fish at a whole lake of all those fish, find the right coin, find the hook on Peter's line. (laughs) Not any other line. Mm -hmm. Find the hook on Peter's line without dropping the coin, hook itself to Peter's line so Peter can reel it in and then pull that coin out. That is the demonstration of his deity, his royal authority, his foreknowledge. All things were made not only by him, but for him. Yeah. So now he's commanding creation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you hear me? To fulfill a need, mm-hmm. a legitimate need, a need that he may even object to in terms of whether he is bound to it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now he's showing his divine power to take this natural realm to satisfy a need. Yes. That's what he does in prayer. Yep. When we pray, when you pray, all right, and we talked about how God has to put yep. certain things in motion, set certain things up, move certain things, all right, here he moves the fish. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You never know what it goes into. And then Peter had to act in faith. Seriously, a fish? There's yep. going to be a coin in its mouth? Mm-hmm. And it's going to pay both of our taxes. He could have said, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but after the Mount of Transfiguration, I think it was, e- it was easier to convince him. Yeah, you think, you think see, he was ready for this? see something like that. You know, I was like, wow, okay. He tells me to go get a fish. I'm going to go get a fish. So miracles, mm-hmm. right, are signs. A yep. sign points to something. Mm-hmm. What was all of this pointing to? It was pointing to the power of God, the foreknowledge yep. of God, the provision of God. You can go down the list in terms of what all of this is pointing to. So when God is answering prayer, it's not just to satisfy your need. Mm -hmm. No, he has some bigger objectives concerning your life, and he's going to use every opportunity to fulfill those objectives. There are things about you that he wants to work on Mm -hmm. associated with those answered prayers. So there's a lot more involved, folks, when that's why faith and patience Mm -hmm. obtain the promises. Because if you're not patient, you're going to fail in faith. Those two things have to work together because you never know what God is trying to achieve and accomplish for your good. Yes. That answered prayer is related to.
I, I told people, I said, even the person that needs to see the miracle has to be present, you know, because it, it, like, God doesn't do just one effect. Everything has a ripple effect with what he does. I, I have in my notes, a miracle, or miracles are you, unusual and unique, easily recognizable, and only God can do them, mm. right? Because it's, it's certain statements, because it's an old school. No mistake about no, it. Mis- yeah. <laughs> no mistake about yeah, it. Yeah, no mistake about it. And because there are a school of thoughts, theological school of thoughts that say miracles stop, they cease, yeah. you know, after the apostles. Yeah. Um, and then another uh, statement I, I, I wrote down is that uh, a, mir- uh, a miracle is a special act of God that interrupts a normal course of events. Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not in violation. No, not in violation. All right. But he can suspend it. Yep. He can, he can yep. alter Interrupt. it. Whatever yes. he wants. Yep. And, and here's a, the powerful thing. Because you think about it, Our faith is a miracle. Yes. I mean, the incarnation of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, 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 the resurrection. The miracles that he performed. I'm, I'm taking a look at miracles throughout history. And the Bible is not the only record of miracles. No. There are other documents throughout history in yes. societies and cultures around the world, especially for some reason in Africa and Asia in more recent time, last several hundred years, in Africa, Asia, and South America. It seems that the West have become so desensitized to the supernatural and the miraculous power of God because we've entered the place of enlightenment <laughs> and reason. So there's a tendency to reject. So when they read the book of Acts, right? Mm-hmm. The book of Acts is filled. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes. It's filled with accurate history. Mm-hmm. It is filled with accurate historical records in the book of Acts. Yep. But when it comes to the miracles in the book of Acts, it becomes problematic for a lot of scholars. <laughs> so the scholars agree on the, on the historical accuracies, but they have a problem with the miracles. And that's because our Western mind rejects it. Mm -hmm. But when you go into Asia, when you go into Africa, you go into South America and Central America, other parts of the world, right, that have not been so influenced by Western thinking, miracles are real. Yes, yes. I was reading some accounts of miracles that were taking place. And in the ancient world, all right, this was not strange to them. But here's the power of it, right? Because with the miracles that took place in Scripture that Jesus performed, there, there, is, there is no empirical evidence. There's no artifacts. You know, we talk about the Shroud of Turin and, and these other things, all right? There, but there's no artifacts to prove these supernatural events actually took place. But the New Testament provides witnesses. Yep. The testimony of witnesses. If only one person witnessed a miracle, right, then not many people would believe. But when you have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who witnessed this, all right? When hundreds and thousands witness a miracle, it can't be easily dismissed. I talk, I, I talk about this because I, I work on a, mes- on a message for the resurrection because that, uh, that, that's one of the ultimate miracles, no resurrection, no Christianity. And for length, I'm doing a message on, on, on uh, the support of the authenticity uh, of the resurrection. Mm. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about is the, the eyewitness factor, which is a major factor, and especially because it was an age of oral tradition. And so stories are passed down through oral tradition. And the Jewish community had such a strong oral condition, a tradition because they had to memorize so much that they are one of the most reliable sources from wow. old history in order to bring down and understand the stories. You know, and then I talk about the time gap uh, issue as well. Uh, so it, 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 these miracles, based on eyewitnesses, can be valid and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus said, uh, the Holy Spirit will come and you will be witnesses, yes. yep. all right, it means that there will be manifestations in your life of God's presence and God's power that become witness, testimony mm-hmm. to the record. Yes. So when you ha- that's why when you, when you have these miraculous things that take place around the world, you can't refute. When thousands of people mm-hmm. see it, I yep. saw it. You can't tell me. Yep. <laughs> Artifact, you can judge. We'll rip them apart. Let's see. Uh, does it line up with the historical context? <laughs> and we go through all of that stuff. But when you have witnesses, and see, that's a powerful thing. Someone can come along and say, well, no, no, you, you, don't, you look the same to me. But they cannot deny the fact when you have a transformation in your life. Yes, and you go from here to here, and you're a different person. 
All right? There are people who see that. There are people who witnessed my conversion. <laughs> and there's no doubt <laughs> of where I was and where I am today. So the power of witness is also tied to answered prayer. When God is going to answer a prayer, he wants to use that as an opportunity to show himself strong on your behalf, but also to empower your witness. That's Hallelujah. good. Yes, that's, Hallelujah. That's good. You're starting, you're starting some emotions, you know. <laughs> and and um, if we had the time, I would go you know, into, into a couple of questions that I, I have been asked before. And, but the reality is, ultimately, God does what he has to do when he has to do it. Yeah, we have to be settled with that, yeah. right? We have we have to uh, understand that you know we might not be benefactors or or recipients of the miracle, right? You know because there's that the biggest one of the biggest tensions uh, of of Christians is why didn't God answer my prayer? Yeah, right. Why didn't God answer uh, perform the miracle I needed or I wanted? You know and and the, 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 the reality is that we are so limited with what we see. And what we know. And what we know. Yeah. But that, we, we do it with our children. Mm-hmm. You know, our children can ask some, for something, ask yes. us for something yep. that we know is not good for them, mm-hmm. that we would never give them. But they still ask, and yes. they wonder yeah. They wonder why. I don't know why. <laughs> and even after we, ex- it, 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 you know, can I, yeah, a six-year-old kid wants to go to the mall with, with, with older friends and, and, and uh, well, well, no, you can't go. And we could lay out the reason. And after we lay out sound reasoning and judgment to them, what do they say? Does that mean I can't go? Does that <laughs> yes. mean I can't have it? Yes. See, that's what we do to God. <laughs> we understand it with our children, all right, mm-hmm. that we want to be wise for our children. Well, how about God, who is wise on our behalf? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then we, got, we have to be okay with it. You have to be, you know, it, it, because uh, you talk a lot to a lot of people, church hurt is also God hurt. Uh, they set expectation for God always to answer the miracles. And, you know, if I'm talking to you today, that, you know, that, that, Stop getting caught up on a death date. Life is much longer than, you know, the, the, the time spent here on earth. And mm. sometimes God answering a prayer looks totally different where he says, no, I'm not going to leave you from that burden of cancer. I'm not going to relieve you from that burden uh, 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 of diabetes. I'm not going to relieve you, but there's something that's going to happen out, you know, within that. And, you know, it's very difficult for us to find sure. that, that, you know, and because attention is, is, is there. And I, and I know, I feel what you're going through. I know that it's not easy to, to ask God, to pray God constantly, and you don't see the answer. And maybe you're not really hearing his voice. Maybe you're not really seeing the answer. The answer's been there. There are many, the many is, What does the answer look yeah. like? Yeah. The balance of that, all right, is I think about David when the child was born to him um, through that whole adulterous relationship mm-hmm. that he had, and the child took ill. Mm-hmm. And David fasted and prayed yes. for God to heal the child. Mm-hmm. And then when the child died. Ripped his clothes. Yeah, died. he, he yeah. cleaned up mm-hmm. and, and, and he, he was refreshed. And, and it, it puzzled. They thought mm-hmm. that he would grieve more so that the child would die. But he was grieving while the child was alive, grieving for the child's life. And what was his answer? He said, I, I, I prayed because I didn't know if God would heal him mm-hmm. or not. But it's my responsibility yes. to pray. Yes, yes. I don't know what the outcome mm-hmm. is going to be, yep. but it's my responsibility to trust God, put, to believe God, yes. to petition yes. God. Yes. I may be the instrument that God is using for that mm-hmm. prayer. I don't know. We're limited in knowledge. But then when it doesn't come to pass, I celebrate. And he said, uh, I know that I'll see him again. Yes, yes. All right, we celebrate. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, it didn't go my way, but I'm going to celebrate yes. you and what I know about you. Yeah, and, and, and so I just had to share that. Hallelujah. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> and look, you may be struggling with yes. disappointment because mm-hmm. you expected the God to do certain things or work in certain ways. You know, ultimately, God's work in your life is to conform you to the image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That is his ultimate vision that we reflect his image as Christ reflected the image of God. 
So that means he's working on us. Remember back in the garden, Adam and Eve had everything they needed yes. and things still went wrong. Why? Because it boils down to our choices, how we exercise free will, the desires that drive us and how we respond to those desires and impulses. You can have it all and still be miserable. The most important thing is not the exterior life, but your interior life. Being born again is about experiencing new life in Christ, an inner transformation that then leads to outward expression. So I just, I just doing the altar call. Yes, so continue it then. Did I, did I keep going? Continue flowing. So look, um, if, 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 you're, if you're frustrated, yeah. ask for, for forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you because you're putting demands on him that you have not, don't have the knowledge yeah. to really frame. That's what you yield to. Even Jesus experienced that. Yeah. Like you said last, last mm -hmm. Sunday, Father, if it be possible, yes. take this cup. Do we have to go this way? Yeah. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. His humanity was submitting to whatever God yes. determined the process and the outcome should look like. Whatever God determined what the process and outcome should look like, he was submitted to it. And at the end of the day, isn't that what it's about? Yes. Submitting our will to the will of the Father who loves us and care for us. He wants us to be filled with joy. Answered prayer fills us with joy. But there's so much more than that that he wants for us. Yes. Ah, you going to pray? Yes, but let me, pray, let me end with this. God is love. So the framework he operates on is based on love. So even the process that he has for you comes out of love. Mm. And I know it's hard to accept that, but he really does love you. Man, let us pray. <laughs> Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity to approach the throne. So right now as we approach the throne, if there's anybody in on watching this, if there's anybody seeing this and says, okay, Lord, I, I need to approach the throne. I need to, to, to reconcile my relationship with you. I want you to pray and say, Father God, forgive me. Forgive me for my wrong expectations. Touch my mind right now so I can understand your relationship with me. Lord, I'm yours, everything I am. I surrender the good, the bad, the ugly to you. And if you're watching this and you're saying, I, I, I don't have a relationship with God, I, I, I'm wrestling with this, I, 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 at this point, I, I didn't even believe that he exists. I, I want to pray for you and ask you to say these words. Lord, I'm yours. Hallelujah. I approach your throne as well. Through faith, thank you for revealing yourself to me. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me, and I believe he's sitting on your right side talking about me. So I pray and ask that you forgive me for my sins and elevate my mind so that I can have a true, authentic conversation with you. Mm. So Lord, I pray for all the individuals that are watching this today. And I pray for those who are struggling still to this, at this time, even after this message about unanswered prayers. I pray that you just send your comforter to comfort them with even within their time of struggle. I pray that you would just give them the courage to overcome this struggle, to work out better than which they went into the struggle with. I pray and say thank you, Father, for who you are. You're an awesome God, a wonderful God. You're an amazing God. And if you're involved, goodness is inevitable. So give us understanding of what goodness is so that we can walk towards this goal, through this race, better individuals, becoming better Christians to represent Christ in culture. So we say, have your way, and we, we surrender to you in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. I've got a passage. I was, you got a passage, all right. So if you participated in the prayer, and he said, that was me. I want you to text SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, 2631. 
631-250-2688. Once again, 631-250-2688. Or you can call at 718-306-1061. 718-306-1061. Amen. I, I have to look at, I was thinking while you were praying about the text in James chapter 4 and reading King James uh, Version, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Conflict. Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your own members? Right? So it's mm -hmm. because of the conflict inside of individuals that we see conflict in society. Yes. So it begins inside the individual's heart, right? You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. Mm -hmm. So what is James saying here? Your motivation of heart plays a very important yes. role in prayer. Yep. And God is checking your motivations. Mm -hmm. He's taking a look at it. So, if, again, prayer is not to consume. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's not based on consumption. It's yep. not about what you can just get and take in. No, it is so much more. It is based in a relationship between you and God. So sometimes we ask for things, mm -hmm. but it's out of consumerism. Yes. And, and this time of Lent, I've been, I, I've been really focused uh, on my prayer life. You know, if somebody said, oh, I've given this up, I'm doing this, I... I, I, I I went more in depth in my prayer life, you know, and just really working on conversations with God, conversing mm, with Him, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's difficult. It is difficult, you know, waking up, you know, you know, Lord, thank you for this morning. Yes, I go, I, of course, you know, I go into my thank you. I say, you know, I, so I say, okay, Lord, what do, you, what do you think about this? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about doing X, Y, Z. You know, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, give me some divine revelation, you know, so I can understand. You know, and it can be the simplest thing. You know, I, I don't go super spiritual where, okay, Lord, what, what, what outfit shall I wear? And, yeah. you know, I can ask my wife that. You know? <laughs> I reserve God for the bigger, more important thing. <laughs> but um, thank you for this message. It really, it, it, it's really, I got quiet a couple of times because I'm saying, okay, Lord, you know, look at the miracle. And you know, one of the things I want to make sure that we is, we, we're in touch, even though we're streaming live, yeah. you know, the spirit is not limited to uh, a, a, a space, you know. We, we, Transcend, yeah, space, transcend. time, So, so absolutely. I, I, was, I was feeling, you know, some of the reserves, some of the doubts, some of mm -hmm. the concerns about, you know, the whole miracle thing. Uh, but I, I, I believe miracles are possible. Um, and And sometimes... What I've noticed is that we don't always see the miracle because we don't always know what's going on. I know how many times I say, thank God I made it home. As I look on the news, there was a major car accident. I was there. I was right there mm. where that car accident happened seconds prior to. You know, so I said, hey, Lord, you know, thank you. You know, and, and you can track, start tracking back and looking at what happened. And I got rushed out of the office. So I had to hurry up and get home because my wife needed me something. And that, that need precipitated me leaving the office a couple of seconds early. If not, I would have been in that accident. Bam. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Bam. Yes, thank and you know why I said that? Because more important to God, all right, than the miracle itself or the answered prayer is your recognition that it was him. Yes. That's yep. more That's important. That's why I put it in my, my That's the witness. Yep. You know that, you know, that you know. Yes. Knowing that that was God. Yep. Because some people go and they don't even recognize that that <laughs> yep. was God. That's where the glory is. That's where the power is. That's where the praise and thanksgiving comes from. Yes. When you recognize, no, that was God. Yes. That was God. Yep. Yep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yep. there have been those God moments in your life. <laughs> and you need to pray that you recognize. Yes. Because when you recognize those moments, it draws you closer to him because you realize He's been right there with you all along. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So as we close, but before we go on, this is uh, Women uh, Appreciation Month, mm -hmm. right? This is dig dig uh, a month, and uh, my wife says, no, Women's I don't get a month. month. Yeah. Yeah, my, my wife says, I don't get a month. I get a year. You know, appreciate me every day. I'm like, oh, you're right. You're right. You know, five beautiful children, you know. Um, so I give my wife a shout out, you know, babe, I love you, you know. Um, you're a wise man. Yeah, I, I'm, try <laughs> I'm trying man. to be. And uh, then also mommy. Uh, you know, we, we, we 
this is our multiple sclerosis awareness month, MS month. And we're really trying to just bring awareness. And it was a big push for me because I didn't realize what they go through. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I'm an old school um, guy, you know, let's go. Put, pull your bootstraps yeah, up, you know, push through the it. pain. Yeah. I'm a sports guy, you know, I go, you know, something's broken, you know, if the bone stick out, no, did you die? No, keep it going then, <laughs> you know, and um, and uh, I started doing research on multiple sclerosis and and I had to call mommy. I said, mommy, I apologize for, for not really understanding what you went through, yeah. what you're going through, yeah. you know, to the point where sometimes even a blanket laying on her legs hurt. The debilitating fatigue. Yes. Because she's always feeling tired constantly lives with, with pain. And I will wake up sometimes four o'clock in the morning and hear her weeping. And I'm saying, are you okay? She's praying. Mm -hmm. She's just talking to God, interacting with him. And that connection helps her mm -hmm. to get through it. People have no idea uh, what goes on. Yep. And, you know, mom was always taking care of her family mm -hmm. and, you know, doing all the things for the family and the household. And the fact that she can't do it, um, that frustrates her. Yeah. And sometimes you feel, even feel guilty, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but we are now blessing her, mm -hmm. waiting on her yep. because of all the years that she waited on us. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and, and I bring that up more so because of what you're talking about, praying for a miracle. I know mom is praying for a miracle. Yeah. You know, Lord, take yeah. this from me, take this from me. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, she hasn't received that, the miracle that she's looking for. Yeah. Uh, and um, so, you know, nobody's exempt. You know, not even, you know, the pastors of the church, you know. So please continue keeping Pastor Karen in your prayer. Uh, we love, we appreciate her. Um, Amen. As we leave this place, we never God's presence. <laughs> we jump right out. <laughs> Exit, stage left. Okay. But never God's presence. Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure, subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.